We all do it. We try. I don't know about hard. you, but I do it. Oh, are we? I thought we were gonna we we're gonna do we this. Try to. We're gonna. I thought we we're gonna do it. Just read it <laughs> and then do it conversationally. That's okay. That's okay. We're trying too hard, which is actually a good segue into this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we tried too hard. You know, we try to be funny or whatever, and usually it never. Actually, it never goes well, right? I know I've been in this group, and my wife tells me I'm in that group too often, and if I don't try as hard, I'm actually funnier or whatever. So. Think about that, guys and gals, as we launch out in the loop and discuss why you're trying too hard today on Curiosity Continuum. Hey everybody, this is Brian. And this is Josh. Thank you for joining us today on Curiosity Continuum. For first-time listeners, welcome. Curiosity Continuum is a podcast and movement started by myself, Brian, and my friend Josh. We wanted to spark your curiosity, help you integrate information, and enhance your everyday contextual awareness in a constantly changing world by sharing conversations with you that explore, examine, and reframe common practical topics. We're really the bridge between what was into what is and helping everybody understand it and move forward. You can listen to us. You can find us on all of our social media. You can follow us on the social media. You can interact with us. You can and you can rate the podcast. And please do. Um, rating the podcast helps us find a new L, uh, audience. Since there isn't like an algorithm on iTunes and Google Play, that when people rate things and they comment, it actually will suggest them to new audience members for us. So thank you for your participation in all that. So today's topic, like we uh, said not so eloquently at the beginning, is you're trying too hard. <laughs> it's actually a real thing. Um, if I hearken back to days of, of yesteryear when, um, <laughs> when you're a single person and you're really like trying hard to impress somebody, like it's actually counterproductive. Like they're not impressed by you trying to impress them. It, you know, they make movies about that kind of stuff. They usually star Adam Sandler. And it never goes well, you know, until you find out the person's actually a good person or something. Right. I mean, you're trying too hard. Really, what it is, is like you're trying to put a veil over who you really are. And so that like that's one thing that I think everybody does, especially like if you meet somebody for the first time. And if you're on a date, a first date, it's very awkward. And so people always try to be like, quote unquote, you know, the perfect person or trying to be the person that you think the other person you wants. other think yeah exactly that you think that the other person wants you to be when in reality being yourself is probably the best thing because when you be yourself eventually you're going to be yourself and if that is not what the other person expects it's going to become a problem <laughs> that problem usually translates into uh this doesn't work for me to anymore. you not having any date anymore it's not you it's me or it's yeah. not me it's you actually it's probably how it will go <laughs> Um, yeah, and it is uh, probably you at that point. <laughs> it is because you're trying too hard. Right. There's something that I hear a lot about and I actually adopted it as I heard it as a young working professional and it applies more and more as I go along, especially Josh and Maya's own journey. Like we don't make good the enemy of perfect. I know for myself, I always had high expectations of how I would do something or what I would do. But what I found is that I never started something. I was waiting for like just the right opportunity or the stars to align or whatever. And I wouldn't, I would almost be afraid of showing 
where the flaws were or something, especially like if I was writing something. I was really shy to not share it because I was afraid that I'd be judged or they would think I was somehow like not competent. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair, I think that's fair. I think a lot of people think that because something creative, something that you put out into the world, I mean, um, excuse me, one second there, I'll edit that out. <laughs> um, we use that, I think we do that with this podcast, for example. We, for a long time, were talking about it and we we did several test episodes and we 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 just started doing it we said you know what let's just put an episode out there and so that's kind of how i think people need to approach a lot of things i mean it's not everything i mean if you're building you know a bridge you don't want to just like like let's just put it out there and see if it works <laughs> i mean it's got to be pretty good right <laughs> but yeah. but i mean it's we're talking about more lift, you know? more of more of creative endeavors and when you put I think a lot of people put themselves on the line in creative endeavors. You feel it's part of yourself. And so if somebody doesn't immediately like it or doesn't have a positive experience reacting to it, you might feel personally hurt, which in reality is not always, you know, the way it is. It's just, it's iteration. It's something else we've talked about before. And it's impossible to please everybody all the time. But there is a real thing, especially when you're, you've expressed yourself in a certain way as much as people say like well i just do it and i move on like you've you've spent enough time whether it was a little bit or a lot of bit that's going into it and that really does matter and it really does have an impact on things even uh for to that phase too it's not um even on technical things if it's not a creative endeavor there's certain things that you know engineers blow things up all the time before you actually get to the real thing you know, like, but you don't get to the real thing unless you've had the chance to try, like, this didn't work. Let's try right. this again. I mean, let's take, let's just do a modern day example. Um, SpaceX. SpaceX, I had, you know, that's obviously Elon Musk, you know, and he's in his journey into now he's, they're launching like one or two a month um, from where I live here in South Florida. I can actually see him out of my, out of my front of my yard, which is pretty awesome. But they failed a ton of times to be able to get something to work. And they weren't afraid of the failure. Failure. In fact, they're learning a lot from it. So, I mean, like in life, I mean, like with anything, I think that's good. And if you're trying to be perfect all the time, that's a problem. When people ask me, I've, I've had a big journey and my wife is largely responsible for over the years, kind of uh, changing my eating habits, and different things to be, uh, you know, as natural as possible, uh, you know, more raw foods and, and other things to just to kind of closer to what nature originally had designed versus, um, you know, the bag of Doritos or something like that, <laughs> which are quite tasty, but yeah. not good for long-term health effects. Right. And uh, people ask me, they say, you know, like, Brian, how did you get to where you are as far as your eating and you're so disciplined on something? And I said, I, I started, I changed one thing. And I did that for a little bit and then I changed something different. So it was actually over the course of years, you know, I didn't, I wasn't in the situation where I needed to make a drastic change. And if you do, I mean, definitely do that. But I was able just to tweak little things. And so I didn't notice the big change. I was like, my goal is to eat well, not perfect to this day. Because if people try to hold themselves to that, it just, there's no release valve to it. I love well, watching, no, go ahead, I love, go ahead. I, I love watching some of the rocks uh, cheat day Instagram posts, you know, where he eats basically like a dozen donuts and like, you know, five pieces of cheesecake or something like that. <laughs> he can get well, away with it. Well, not only is it. that like needed, but it's actually good for you too, because your metabolism, you know, like 
we'll just take a dieting for another example. When you're always constantly using like X amount of calories all the time, your body feels like, oh, I can only use X amount of calories for the whole day. So if you don't ever basically binge or gorge yourself at least once every now and then, I mean, have a hamburger, you know, I mean, you know, put some skin on your bones a little bit <laughs> that your body says, oh, then it's OK for me to add. Otherwise, it'll start ramping it down even more Yeah, on its own. And then that's why people like stop losing weight, for example. Because they've so tricked out their metabolism thinking you're never going to get any kind of nourishment or something. Right. I heard somebody say, like, if you're going to do, like, a big carb meal, like a pasta meal or something, it's better to, like, go all in and do it, like, at one meal, you know, and then wait for however long till your next one. Because then your body actually just deals with it versus, like, I have, like, two pieces of bread with every meal right. instead of, you know, doing that. Anyway, the thing about trying to be productive, something to keep in mind is that when you're trying to be perfect, it's actually counterproductive. And so you can work as hard as you want or, you know, I'm going to put in this much time trying to be perfect, but that's not always the, the smart work. It doesn't mean it's the best result. Right. Because, I mean, if you're working really hard, it doesn't always mean you're working well or you're working, you're actually doing what you're supposed to be doing. Personally, for example, when I work, I never try to work. I'm not trying to work so hard that I can't keep this pace or a pace that I'm working. I always say I want to work in a way that I can work for 30 years because I realize that, yeah, I can, you know, work really hard for this small bit of portion of time, but then the rest of the time I'm recovering from that small portion. So I'd much rather just do smaller amounts through the whole day and then at the end of the day have my life or at least whatever's left of it, you know, <laughs> to where I can go home and I can relax a little bit and I'm not just like totally beat. And I mean, some days I know that's hard, you know, that happens to everybody where you're just totally wiped out. But for me, uh, especially as I get older, I really do try to pace myself for uh, more of a productive work schedule. There's things that pull on you when you get older, too, with family commitments and your physical body. Like it changes. Like as much as people would like to try to say I'm 60 years old and I have more energy than when I was 30. I mean, <laughs> no, you don't. I mean, no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> You know, <laughs> unless like you were on death's door at 30 and then like all of a sudden you you kind of changed your life. But I totally mean, get the attitude where like they want to feel like they're 30 again. And yeah. that's cool. I think that's great. Go ahead, Brian. I'm sorry I, I interrupted you. No, you're fine, man. The, the thing that we need to keep in mind is that like you're going to think about it differently because you know the things that do and do not work as you get older. Right. There's a lot of companies, especially now, looking at the whole churn and burn model of like, man, we don't care. We want people to put in 12 hours. Hey, we'll feed them dinner. Hey, we'll give them free beer at the workplace. Or hey, we're going to do this type of perk or whatever like that. When really people want is like, let me put in my time and be productive when I am. And then let me go to other places like my personal life so that I'm actually productive there. And you're going to get a better result out of it. And what's happening is that in... As businesses especially have kind of taken on some of that model where like, man, we just want people to hustle all the time. It's actually not healthy for the company. It creates a really toxic culture because you're expecting people just to be on all the times. And it's not possible for a human being to be on all the time, you know. No, I mean, think, well, think about just like our own view of like how human beings kind of like became like, you know, towns and all that. We didn't have, we weren't always on alert, you know. Like if we were we were doing something or we're hunting or where you're going out to get food or you're doing whatever, that's when you're active. 
But there were long periods of time when you rested and you had non-productive time. So when you if you if you kind of think about that, it makes sense. There's some reason why we started to say, especially in the West, and we talked about this on a previous podcast and just touched on it, where rest is almost like you're being lazy. And right. that's not, not the case. We, um, when I, my friend Mark does Ironman races, and he's tried to convince me for years to do them with him. I'm like, ain't no <laughs> way, man. <laughs> that's not my bag. I'm glad it's yours, and I will you cheer you on. You are not Iron Man. I am not Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even pay me to act as Iron Man. That's Robert Downey Jr.'s job. It was his job until just recently. Oh, spoiler. Spoiler oh, alert. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We editing that out. Uh, well, yes, we will bleep that out for later and cause a cause a controversy. He one of the things that Mark talks about when you're planning, especially like a triathlon of that magnitude, is you're actually planning your work a lot because you have to sustain it over the course of time. And so this last Ironman, he was in the cycling phase. So for those of you not familiar with the Ironman format, it's like other triathlons where there's a swimming portion. And there's a cycling portion and followed by like the running component at the very end. So half Ironmans, I think are like 1.1 mile swim. It's like a hundred and or 70 something mile bike and and like half a marathon. So it's a lot of stuff you're doing regardless whether it's half or a full. And one of the things he worked with a coach this last time and the coach said, make sure that you're watching your power wattage of what you're putting out on the bike. He said, because that's going to help you, have a consistent approach. Sometimes you're going to be going faster and sometimes you'll be going slower, but you need to keep in mind that that your power outage is actually what you want to watch for the best result. And Mark said that on the way there, he was a little bit downhill. And so his speed was correct. And so he decided not to look at his wattage. And so he didn't push as hard during that portion, but then it came back around because it was a big loop. And he said, I lost time. And that I knew I wasn't going to hit the time that I wanted to hit in the cycle portion because his power dipped. Because he didn't just have that sustainable power with it. And so even though his speed was up where it should have been, if he would have pushed a little bit harder in that time, it actually would have helped him in the other part of the race. And I think that in a career sense, um, there are going to be those times where you feel like you're going, like the, the wind's on your back and you have a downhill section and you don't need to try as hard. And that's actually when you should keep pushing because that's going to give you the momentum to go back uphill when that comes back around. I had a leader in... Uh, last thought, I had a leader in early part of my career named Arthur Keith, and he is a, a longtime general manager in uh, big box hotels and things. And he had a saying, uh, and there's been a couple different variants, but basically it was think big, act small, fail fast, and learn. And there's another variation, fail fast and teach. And this whole thing is that if you're not missing the mark on something, you're not growing actively. You know? Right. So you should have big aspirations. You don't bet the farm on everything, but try it. And then you're going to learn from that and you're going to keep moving on and learn and you're going to be better at it because you're investing in the long run and you're striking out somewhere. And so you're trying at the right amount for every portion of where you're where you're at in your life. Yeah. And I think that it's very true as human beings that we do not learn. um, We do not learn from an easy victory. We learn from failure and we iterate from failure and we become better people because we fail. It's when we get back up and try again. And that's what it's all about. And so that's what, you know, that's what this is about. It's about you can try hard, but don't try so hard that you're forgetting to actually try. And so yeah. I want to challenge people to do that. And even missing the uh, 
the part of the process of, of the journey. You know, the result isn't the the result is the journey along with it, not just the what I get out of it at the very end, because then you've got kind of to missed everything along the way. So yeah, I think that's a good place to put a comma in the conversation. Let's do it. So uh, we're not going to try too hard. We're just going to end this podcast very simply. This is Brian. This is Josh. For Curiosity Continuum. Thank mm-hmm. you.